1: I do want to, I want to check back in on, on your opening take, because as it pertains to their six, no start and look, I don't want to glance over the elephant in the room, which is last spring. So the, the asterisk here is that it's the regular season, but over there, I know there's been turnover, but as an organization in their last 88 regular season, hockey games, the Bruins are 71, 12 and five. Hmm. What mm-hmm. just what are, your, what are your reactions to that initially? Because that's a that's a I know last spring happened, but that is a jarring statistic,
2: yeah, it is. And it especially we we know how good last year's team was, you know, yeah, they exceeded expectations, but you looked at that, you know, by a month into the season when McAvoy and come back from injury, like you looked at that roster and you were like well, there's no hole. Like They're getting the best goaltending in the league. The defense is loaded. They're really deep offensively. So you never predict 65 wins, but it was clear that that was a really deep team and on paper, probably the best in the NHL. The fact that they're starting so well this year, even with a softer schedule, which has to be acknowledged, you know, they've still, in my mind, only played one playoff team so far. And that, That was the Kings, and that still is their most impressive win to me. Um, But to be 6-0-0 and to be winning, like, no matter who you play, a six-game winning streak in the NHL is impressive. And doing it with a four-game road trip in the middle, doing it with a back-to-back with travel across multiple time zones, like, that's all still impressive. So it's – surprising because we expected a step back this year and there that might still come at this point, but, um, you know, it comes back to something I said on the last podcast, which is just when you have the foundation of the the defense and goaltending that they do, you're going to be in every game and you're going to give yourself a chance to win a lot of games. And that was as good as they were offensively last year. That was their foundation goaltending was the biggest edge they had over the rest of the league throughout the regular season. And through six games this year, that's been the case again. So I think it's it's a testament to the incredible goaltending tandem they've put together. It's a testament to the defensive foundation and the personnel and defense that they have, um, you know, starting under Bruce Cassidy and what he built, but then, continuing with Jim Montgomery and some of the, some of the tweaks he made. Um, you know, and, and yeah, obviously the longer term question is going to be how do you translate that into more playoff success than you had last year? And they have, they and we have a long time to figure that out and talk about it and discuss it and try to answer that question. But for now, it's, it, it keeps coming back to me. Like, when you have this foundation that they have that's how you win that many games because it just, it it doesn't crumble. Like other teams have off nights and give up five goals and the Bruins can be playing poorly and still be in a zero zero one, one game because their goaltending just isn't going to crack. Yeah.
0: So kind of the same thing as last year, barring some like catastrophic, injuries to goaltending or McAvoy or you know on the back end uh you're you're a deep team um because it turns out that Patrick isn't just a rookie that's gonna have to like make do like they're gonna have to make do with him like no he's actually legitimately one of the assets and one of the the better pieces on the team it turns out so far so um they're not as deep as last year but they also don't have as big of holes as they thought they were going to, I think, in, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, the only injury that the Bruins were dealing with um, on Tuesday was Lucci was out. Um, he took – I saw Fluto tweet out um, because he was in Chicago that Lucci took – like went to take the ice for morning skate but left early and then obviously wasn't in the lineup for the Tuesday game, still dealing with that foot injury from blocking the shot – Well. Not blocking the shot, he accidentally got hit with a, a Bruin shot. So, um, yeah, he was the only person that was out. I know Forbert was kind of day to day, but um, he's okay right now. So, you know, injuries are, it's early in the season, but injuries is really the one big worry that would throw things off track. Um, but I was gonna ask you, pose this question to you guys. So, they they've obviously already won six in a row to start the season, they play Anaheim Thursday. Uh, Thursday to go for their seventh but could they actually just continue to to keep winning if you look at the if I'm gonna pull up the schedule and we'll go through it so they play Anaheim and then Detroit and then Florida the, the three teams to end the month and then the next game after that is Toronto which game do you see this streak ending at does this just keep going
1: Scott, I'll I'll let you start because I know you said you think you have uh, you already have the team pegged. So
2: yeah, well, it's not so much the team, but there does always seem to be something to that old adage of first game home after a road trip is usually tough. I, I could just see the Ducks stealing one on Thursday. The Bruins are obviously a better team. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So it's not even like oh, the Ducks are a tough matchup. I could just see the Bruins having a a tough night in their first game back. Um, You know, they, they flew back late Tuesday night. They get in early Wednesday morning. They do have Wednesday off, but that, that game that's, you know, sometimes that turnaround to Thursday can be tough. So Bridget's right that Like, if you just look at the schedule, it's like, well, they could keep going. Like Detroit's off to a good start, but Bruins I think should be better. Florida's struggling. Bruins should be better than them, but like realistically, I just I don't see it going forever. I mean the N- the NHL record is ten, by the way. So you know if you get four more, you tie the NHL record. You but, don't see
0: eighty two. You're not seeing eighty uh, two.
2: Eighty two straight a, wins to start play. the season. It could happen. Yeah.
0: And to end the season.
2: 0- 07 Patriots. Here we go. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well.
2: But no, Funny. but just j- just for the sake of picking a game, I'll I'm gonna pick the uh, sort of the the trap game Thursday coming back,
0: so that it will end at six. Yeah. You're okay. Um, because this this conversation started in the office yesterday when I was talking to Arkhand and uh, I because he asked me, he was like, "What game do you think they're gonna lose first? And I said, "Maybe the you know obviously Florida is something that they're you know they're gonna want revenge, so that might be a game they." get up for like I could see that being a really like high energy game for them um playing the team that knocked them out in the playoffs and then the other thing is all four of the games that I said the next four games for the Bruins are all home games so like you're playing Toronto but you're playing them at home when you're playing Florida you're playing them at home so uh, I don't know if that really shifts the skills. um I'd be interested to see what the like the betting odds are for the toronto game um who they would have as the underdog there but and and would the bruins yeah you don't know, be favored just because it was at home uh i think that they could continue to let's see so th- thursday would be seven if they beat then if they beat detroit to be eight if they beat so if they win the homestand, like if they take all four games in the homestand, stand they would be at 10 or 11 it'd be a 10 right no they'd be at a 11 so they'd, break they'd be their, a 10 yeah they'd be a 10 so they tie the nhl record don't let me do math um <laughs> don't, don't have, i can't even add four <laughs> i can't even
1: well i
0: <laughs> fine it's fine guys
1: i i think they're going 82 and 0 so i think they're going <laughs> to obliterate the record as we've mentioned before <laughs> but let's just say they don't go 82 and 0 um i think i think detroit might be the uh might be the first loss. Um, not so much that that Detroit's the real deal and that they're going to be uh, a playoff team at the end of the season. They'll you know they're off to a great start, but I do like I do like the way they're playing right now, and and uh, I could just see them catching Boston um, next week.
0: And so, so Thursday is more than likely another mark game, right? So against Anaheim. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's a such a winnable game that they sh- they should well, be able to win it. Like that's like it is. I mean, you- game to win.
2: Yeah, you once again catch a little bit of a break with the schedule because they could have that letdown I'm talking about and, you know, sleepwalk through the first two periods and then still win the game. Like, that's what they just did Sunday in Anaheim. They Mm -hmm. snoozed through the first two periods and still won. So, yeah, like, that absolutely could happen where it's like, oh, they didn't play well, but they still pulled it out. So, um, yeah, you know, certainly, like... Right, right now, any game seems pretty winnable for them. I, that Detroit game, I am excited for it, though. That like, that's a team off to a really good start. That it's especially offensively has been very exciting. They have some depth. Like, they've made some good additions the the last couple of years. So, to brink it has been awesome for them. So, um, that should be a fun game.
0: Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see just. If and you wanna know what, because I've been working with the Midday Show, I've been talking to a few of those guys about it. And it was like, I, does it matter? Like, what does it matter that they won the first six games to start the season? It doesn't do anything, you know, it doesn't help you in the playoffs. Like it I was disagreeing with him just on the fact that it's historically, you know, a big deal. Like it's but no, it doesn't help. Nothing helps in the playoffs besides you playing well in the playoffs. So obviously like it doesn't mean anything in that sense, but neither does the anything in other sports that aren't playoffs either. Right. Like, all right, well you, the Celtics, they could have a great regular season. Same thing. Got to perform in the playoffs. It's, it's yeah. not like I mean, yeah. I'm trying to say that, like, even though like you can't just let that be in the back of your mind like well it doesn't matter like are you not watching till the playoffs like I just I
1: don't I don't know no, it's I, I that it's true that mentality yeah. is really annoying um that people have it's like well you know regular season doesn't matter so you know talk to me in April it's like also okay, it's fine then then don't watch like like what do you like yeah like only but, one only one team wins so are you only gonna watch a regular season if you know that they're gonna win a Stanley Cup I mean what yeah. then don't watch then 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 you know be a pink cat and, and join in April and then get pissed at them when they lose. But like if you if you like if you like watching the sport then then watch it.
0: And also, let's just like six wins to start the season and you're racking up wins uh at any point in time, you're also setting yourself up for a better uh seeding in the playoffs. So like it, it does affect in a, a very small way, like hey, maybe those six wins are what gets them the the top seed in the conference and they don't have to play a harder matchup.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, I, especially after last year, even though I love history myself, like, I guess I personally don't really care about the history of a 6-0-0 start, but it absolutely matters for making the playoffs now, for making the playoffs this year. Like, uh, of course, you want to get off to a good start and be in a position where you're one of those teams who's in and other teams are chasing. Rather than, you know, I mean, you look at the standings, like some of the teams that are off to slow starts, whether it's Tampa, Florida, Pittsburgh, Carolina, the Islanders, like all these teams who expect to be playoff teams um, who are kind of chasing it, who right now are outside the playoff picture. And obviously it's very early and they have a lot of time to, to get back in it. But, you know, we all know the, like, the adage about Thanksgiving, which has been disproven a couple times recently, but you want to be in a playoff spot come Thanksgiving. Like, you don't want to be playing catch up the second half of the year. You don't want to have to go all out, even though that ultimately worked for Florida last year. I, you know, obviously that that's an example of a team that was playing playoff hockey for like the last month of the regular season and seemed to benefit them. But that said, it's like, if the penguins just don't lose to the blue jackets then it, it still all would have been for naught for the Panthers. Like they needed a ton of help. They need so much to, to break, right. Just to make the playoffs. You don't want to be in that position. So yeah, like somewhere down the road, we can maybe have the conversation about, Hey, Hey, is it like last year they're, Oh, they're running away from the pack and they're not playing meaningful hockey. And like, is that going to hurt them? We are so far away from that right now. Like, they're what? They're one point ahead of the Red Wings. They're they're not doing that yet. Like right now, they're just off to a good start and they're banking points. And that's important because before you have any play of success, you have to make the playoffs first. So they're putting themselves in a good position
1: to do that. Bingo. No there you go.
0: nailed it with the last sentence. Uh <laughs> yeah. That you have to make the playoffs. And it looks like we we mentioned I think we all had them as finishing second in the division. They could even finish first now. So like we
1: legit logistically, you guys are absolutely right. And I agree with you guys. And that's why we like we understand that. But but you know, I feel like what our cand is saying and, and, and the and the mindset no, and a lot of, Fourier. Fourier. I I, I feel like uh, the mindset that a lot of people have is like they don't care. Like like they they're they're under the impression that like they are making the playoffs, like because they're assuming that they're gonna make the playoffs. So their whole thing is I don't care. Is you know like winning the playoffs is all I care about, and it's like then 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 don't watch then you know what I mean. But um, you know it's interesting, Scott. Though you, the the two anomalies as far as the Thanksgiving threshold, I feel like that weren't in the playoff picture, and that made the playoff picture. Um, I feel like both of those teams actually were the ones to uh, end the Bruins' season with St. Louis in nineteen and Florida last year. So I don't know, but yeah, it, it, the whole the whole the whole, I understand that if you don't win in the playoffs, like. You know obviously like if you're a regular season darling that's annoying i get it i get everybody's frustration for sure but the whole yeah. talk to me in april it's like well we got six months of watching hockey so it's like just then then don't watch you know but but mm-hmm. if, if if you don't watch and end up winning um you know you'll feel like a real asshole for for not watching hockey but again we've talked about it before only one team can win a stanley cup so you know, there's 30, there's, all, there's, there's 30 – how many teams are there now? 32? There's going to be 31 fan bases that are disappointed at one point in time this year, and, like, chances are you're one of them. So know that going into it. Just enjoy watching the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. it's
2: like it, – it's a sign of how spoiled Boston fans have gotten, where mm-hmm. it's like it, – it's just – oh, for all four teams, it's just always championship robust and It's like no one can enjoy – anything else and it's like maybe we should all like take a step back and appreciate that our teams have won so so many titles in the last 25 years that like we can have that mindset but it does kind of make the whole sportsman experience like almost more miserable in a way because it's like i don't know if you like sports it's like you've got to like watching all year if the product's entertaining. I mean, look, I'll be the first person to complain about watching the Patriots when Mac Jones is throwing three picks and they're losing 34 to nothing. Like that's, that's not fun to watch. I get that. But if your team's winning and they're competitive every night, like, like how can you not enjoy watching Matt Potts right now? Like that's, that's a really fun thing to watch as a fan. So it, it, yeah, like it, Look, everyone can have their own opinion. If there's if there's people who don't want to pay attention or care until April, then then so be it. But I know we and lots of Bruins fans will enjoy watching this team as long as they're winning and they're competitive and there's something, you know, worth being excited about. Like you don't have to, you know, you don't have to preface everything with like "Well, it doesn't matter until April." And it's like yeah, like of course we all inherently understand that to an extent, but I don't know. You can enjoy watching games before then.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been much more enjoyable than watching the Patriots, I will say. Um,
2: <laughs> and the Red Sox.
0: <laughs> and they're oh god, I blacked that out. <laughs> that entire season is just, ended. just... I was like.
2: Bridget was working every game. She's just like the what now?
0: Yeah. I just like deleted that from my mind. I think to the,
1: to the point about being spoiled though, it's like, if you look, if you rewind the clocks to, you know, 2005, six, seven, those were some down years, the Bruins post lockout. Now you also look at the rest of the landscape, right? Like, so in, you know, 2004, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Red Sox won the world series 2005, um, did the Red Sox, the Patriots go back to back? No, that was the year before. But the Celtics won the title in 07. The Red Sox won the title in 07. So those, those, that three to four year stretch for the Bruins were at least calendar years. It was, it was an NHL lockout. So out of sight, out of mind. And then they came back and, you know, they struggled for a couple of seasons. So those years when the Bruins were down, everybody else was up. Right. But I will say, like, think back to those years. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're watching a blue line with, you know, Jason York, Milan Yurchina, uh, Andrew Alberts, you know, I mean, like, I don't even know if Brian Leach for like a, a cup of coffee before Chara came in, like, you, the the garden was like 20% full, the, the product wasn't great, but you still, I mean, you still watch, but my point is like, this whole notion of just like, you know, talk to me in April is just, you know, it's just annoying. So oh, I, I
0: obviously chimed in. I couldn't let that one.
1: Yeah. Well, it's a, well, <laughs> well, it's it's also annoying because it's like it, like the 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 narrative makes like the people who watch like it's like condescending towards them. Like, why are you watching? Yes. Not, it doesn't matter. That yet. is
0: that it's, is how I feel most of the time when I'm in the office.
2: Why do, why do we do anything then? Like like does, does anything really have a purpose? Are we just wandering through life on this planet with with like n- nothing accomplished? I mean, mm-hmm. who cares? Like. <laughs> just be entertaining well it's it's, it's
1: the same it's the same people that will you know they'll read articles about if mac jones had his eggs over easy or over medium so it's like you know, <laughs> all right that's fine you know go go sniff his jock for you know for five months when a team's you know three and ten but
0: well what they uh, what they get when they have me as their producer is all of my unsolicited hockey opinions and uh yeah <laughs> i'm sitting there and i'm like uh yep you're you're hearing what i have to say about this Until <laughs> someone turns my mic off
1: all right scott talk to us about how good the goalies are let's jump back to your your opening take well we tra- i feel like we're we trading up we're trading, like- we trading them or b- both of them none of them what are we doing here
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well i mean that that's obviously like the next conversation that's gonna come or is already here i feel like you know we do bruins thursday um every week on wei and Obviously, you know, one of the guests is Mike Milbury on the Greg Hill show. I feel like every week Wiggy's gonna ask him, you know, should they be trading a goalie? Like this this has been Wiggy's thing since since last year, like since early last season. I guess to his credit, he's been consistent on it, but um yeah, no, it's like sure, at some point you can't keep both of them forever because. Jer- if Jeremy Swayman keeps playing like this, he's going to get another pay raise next summer. And yeah, at some point you price yourself out of being able to have two elite goalies. I still think, you know, Hey, if someone wants to blow you away with a trade off for one of them, cool. Take it. Like if, he, if you can get a top center or wing or whatever, you know, multiple first round picks. Sure. You know, be my guest, but until that happens, like you're winning games because of your goaltending and they are both clearly better with each other alternating time, not having to ride one of them for eight or 10 straight starts um, or overwork them or whatever. And like, yeah, there are more complicated discussions coming down the line about, you know, do you move on from one of them at some point? what do you do when you get to the playoffs this year that if they keep like, if they keep this rotation going so far, it's been a strict one-on-one off. Like it's they've just alternated six games. If that continues for like the vast majority of the season, we're going to have that same conversation about, should they keep the rotation going in the playoffs or do they try to ride the hot hand again or, you know, whatever, like that'll absolutely be a conversation to have, but Again, for now, the most important thing early in the season is get off to a good start, win games, bank points, put yourself in position to make the playoffs first and foremost. And right now they have statistically the two best goalies in the NHL. Why would you not rotate them? Why would you not ride that to as many wins and points as you can while everything else gets figured out? Because it certainly hasn't been perfect through six games. Jim Montgomery has talked about, you know, he wants more sustained five on five offense, possession, chances, cycling. Um, you know, we know the schedule's gonna get tougher. Like, just just take the wins and just ride that strength. It's not any sort of negative. So whatever, whatever tough decisions are down the line, are for now, they're they're down the line. Like right now, you have the best goaltending in the NHL and that's going to get you in a pretty good position uh throughout this regular season.
0: Are you on one of the shows Thursday?
2: Uh I don't think so, not this week. Okay.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm just with the midday show in general, so like I said, they're going to be getting my unsolicited Bruins Thursday takes <laughs> at some point uh tomorrow, but um I feel like the goal like we don't even have to talk much more than what you're opening statement was you know at the very beginning of the podcast because you gave us all the st- all the stats and like it just so they, they kind of don't come up in our podcast a lot because they just do their job and they make everything like we pick apart other parts of the game and we're never sitting around like oh you know all oh, mark should have done this you know or it just doesn't even get discussed a lot with us